This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yeah, we're still here at Chiggies and Peach in South Philly. It's the Chiggies and Peach Players Lounge. Damn right, 11-1 home or you're 11-1 Philadelphia Eagles. Ike Reese, my co-host, Elliot Shore Parks, uh, is riding with me. And on Mondays, this is a no-fighting zone between <laughs> Elliot and I. So yeah. you guys got to tune in tomorrow at 3 o'clock to hear that portion of Keep it Elliot. peaceful tonight. Yes, we keep it peaceful tonight because... Quite frankly, the Players' Lounge is really not about us. It's about no. the players. So, um, But we do like to take the first segment of the Players' Lounge and get our thoughts out before we bring the Kobe in so we don't have to discuss family business in front of the Kobe. So <laughs> uh, we'll do that, man. Big win yesterday, Elliot. Yeah. A lot of talk about how Tennessee was going to come in, be physical. The Eagles needed to step up to the challenge of being uh, going up against a team like the Tennessee Titans where you know what they're going to do. They make no bones about it. There's no secret to their formula for success. They're going to run the football and play defense. That's what they want to do. And styles make fights. So I think their style of play and where their weaknesses lie, the Eagles were able to be more aggressive through the air yesterday. And I want to give you, 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 you an opportunity to speak on mm-hmm. that. But yesterday's game, I thought, Elliot, was their best all-around game. Offense, defense, special teams, uh, other than the penalties, right? Yeah, which we'll uh, certainly have to get yeah, into, yeah. Yeah, other than the penalties. But I look at the three phases, I thought all three phases contributed to that win yesterday. Yeah, I thought it was the best performance this team has had since they hired Nick Sirianni. When you take into account the opponent, how they played on both sides of the ball, and I also think it was the Eagles at their best, right? Like when the Eagles under Nick Sirianni are functioning the way they're supposed to function, that's the result you get. And I think both on the field, which I want to get into, but also off. And I'm happy you you started talking about the physicality of the Tennessee Titans. Being down at the NovaCare last week, the locker room, talking to coaches, they knew that the challenge from the Titans was going to be a physical one, right? That's what the Titans do. And not only were they ready for it, I think they embraced the idea of saying, no, we're going to be the more physical team. And because I know something that bothers that coaching staff at times is that they're viewed as a soft team by a portion of the fan base. And I think that's because of the defensive scheme or whatever people get mad about. But the Eagles, really since Sirianni's gotten here, 
have never publicly been viewed as, you know, like the Broad Street Bullies. They're like this team that fans kind of grew up loving, like a physical team. But what you saw yesterday is that's exactly what they are. This is a team that wins at the line of scrimmage. When they're at their best, they win at the line of scrimmage with their offensive line and their defensive line. And the defense was outstanding yesterday, right? But I thought the offensive line really helped set the tone too. They dominated that Titans defensive front. And the strength of the Titans team is that defensive front, right? Their secondary is is not that great. Jalen had an outstanding day. Obviously, we'll get into what AJ did. But the pocket he had to work with early on was one of the cleanest I've seen really since covering the team. But like he had four, five, six seconds there with all the time in the world, no pressure to pick that Titans defense apart. So I think Sirianni, what he does... I think a really good job of is tapping into what the players need to hear that week and to, to get ready for that game. It's tough to get up for every game. The message this week, I believe, at the NovaCare was we're more physical than they are. And I thought they came out right away and showed that. Yeah, and you have to establish that early in the week. And listen, these players have pride, uh, especially those, those starters on the defensive side of the ball. When you say to a defense, or even if you say to the offense, with the opposing defense uh, being aggressive, when you say uh, this game is going to be about who's the more physical team and Tennessee's coming in and this is what they usually do, well, what it implies to the Eagles is that you don't think we're tough enough. You don't think we're physical enough. And those players responded to that. They all have pride. Uh, They're all grown men. And just because they don't do a lot of tough talking like some teams like to do, and try to try to you know some teams want to beat you, in in on social media. Right, right? they want to so beat you uh, Monday through Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Some teams want to do that, and you'll get all the tough talk. I, I'm thinking uh, Demarcus Lawrence down there in Dallas yep. when they were t- getting ready to play the Eagles, and they were asking him about Jalen and the offense. And he how hasn't well proven they, it yet. He's haven't proven it yet. He hasn't played against the Cowboys defense until he plays against this defense. We can't say that just yep. yet. Yeah, that's a lot of tough talking. The Eagles. Listen, they heard all the questions out there. They didn't take the bait. They didn't get into a social media war. They didn't get into a war of words through the media. They decided we're going to wait till Sunday, and when they let us out the gates at 1 o'clock, we're going to find out who's the tougher team. And here's another reason why I think the perception about the team is misleading when it comes to their toughness. Right. Right? It's because – you don't have a coach like Dan Campbell up there talking about biting kneecaps and all this other nonsense. So I say that to say Shane Steichen is mild-mannered. Jonathan Gannon is mild-mannered, especially for a defensive coach. 100%. He's mild-mannered. So when the message is coming across and being conveyed, it doesn't seem like you're getting an aggressive type of person or an aggressive guy. So I think the, the, the outside perception is, my man, these these dudes, they, they they take on the personality of the coaches, and these guys just don't seem like they're very physical or very aggressive. Well, what's interesting is – Which I, I don't believe is, is true. No, I, I don't either, but, you know, you talk about they take on the personality of the coach and, like, the Dan Campbell versus the Nick Sirianni yeah. public perception. Since Nick Sirianni gave that flower speech, right, that famous flower speech, (laughs) I think they're like 18 and 4. How about that? Right? Like, that was the moment where everyone said, maybe this won't work, and all they've done since then is win, right? But I also think we talk about the physical nature and, and the running game. I remember being up here with Hassan Reddick a few weeks ago. It was after that Washington game where the Washington had a great uh, day on the ground, right? Yep. And 
we, we talked about it, but you did specifically, and, and Hassan, how that can be a challenge to a team. Because when you know a team's coming and trying to run on you, that's a physical, it's a, it's a challenge, right? Yep. Since then, Indianapolis, they shut down that running game. Yep. Green Bay, they, they shut down Aaron Jones. A little trouble with A.J. Dillon, but mostly shut him down. Mm-hmm. And then they held Derrick Henry to 2.6 yards a carry yesterday. So this team was challenged. This defensive line was challenged. And they've met that challenge over the last three weeks. I also think you saw that from the special teams. This past week, in my 10 years covering the team, this is probably the most I've ever heard the special teams talked about and challenged, right? Like, oh, yeah. people were waiting for that kickoff coverage. I don't think yeah. I've ever had a more anticipated kickoff coverage in my time covering the Eagles. And they met that. Christian Ellis came out, made a big play. The guy we're going to talk to in a little bit, N'Kobe Dean, came out and laid some big hits on special teams. So what you're seeing from this team is, while they're maybe not, they don't have that Dan Campbell kind of, really public figure about you know talking tough whatever whenever they're challenged well first of all he was a tight end yeah well look, I mean, it's not yeah. like he was a linebacker or <laughs> right exactly yeah, i was gonna say yeah. yeah yeah you I mean, I mean you covered tight ends <laughs> so you know right but whenever this team is challenged they meet it yeah they meet it whether it's having to fix the penalties whether it's having to figure out how to score without throwing the ball whether it's you know second half points whether it's whatever it is when, the ch- when this team finds something that they're struggling with, mm-hmm. both the coaching staff and the players figure it out quickly. And I think that's a sign of a really cohesive coaching staff and, and locker room. I got to get your thoughts on the passing game yesterday. Oh, well, come on, man. I mean, look. <laughs> I mean, that was like, yeah. Uh, Jalen was out there slinging it. He was. Well, that's when they're at their best. You know, like people can pretend like watching him run for 350 yards was encouraging. What's really encouraging is watching Jalen throw the ball the way he did because we know they can run the ball. We know the defense is good. The issue last year was the passing attack. And when this team is able to throw the ball like they did yesterday, they look like the best team in the NFL. I thought Jalen made some obviously really nice passes. I think his accuracy got overshined a little bit because Mm -hmm. A.J. was talked about so much. But those passes, the passes A.J.'s caught, like, there were perfect throws on that. Like point. The, the, the second touchdown where it was a, a lot was made of the catch, that pass could not have been thrown any better, right? And it, early on in Jalen's career. The best throw might have been the one that didn't Yeah, count. the best catch and throw was the one that he <laughs> yeah. was out by like a centimeter or whatever. Yeah. But there was a time in Jalen's career, and this was really last year. I mean, we found it out throughout the year. But the last month, the passing game wasn't that good. And we, we talked about this last week. And I, I'll be honest, like when we talked about it, I was like, well, who knows if it'll come back because Jalen and Nick don't have a long track record together. Yeah. So I think to watch them be able to take advantage of a really good defense, but a young secondary was incredibly encouraging because come playoff time, come the Super Bowl, like that is what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to be able to throw the ball. And yesterday they showed against one of the best defenses in the NFL that they can absolutely do that. I love it. I love it. I love it. 35-10 win. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts back on your MVPs at the back. He's, he's number one now. Yeah, he's number again. one now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are we going to keep him there? Well, we'll see if Mahomes keeps losing. You know. <laughs> I mean, they all lost. Mahomes. They to, do. Uh, they do. And now Joe Burrow may have jumped into the, honestly, to the conversation. I, I think in J- Jalen at this point, it's going to be him or Mahomes, and I think Jalen's back in front now after yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's great observation by you, Elliot. Good Thank job. you. I appreciate that. There, That's brother. why they pay me. That's Good why job, I'm here. brother. Yeah. All right. Listen. Enough of Elliot and I talking. We'll get a chance to get Eagles linebacker in here. N'Kobe Dean, I mean, quite frankly, played well on special teams yesterday and uh, when he got in there to play linebacker. I mean, played so well, he wound up tying for the lead in tackles yesterday. We'll get his thoughts on his most extensive action so far this year. And I know he won't necessarily tell us, and we're not going to press him on it, but 
he could be getting ready to make his first start of his career next yeah. week if Kaiser White is not able to go. So can't wait to talk to Eagles rookie linebacker Nicobe Dean when we come back right here at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. It's the Players' Lounge, Elliott Shore Parks, Ike Reese. Come on down, man. The Flyers are playing tonight. We got Monday Night Football, and guess what? What better place than be in the company of the best fans in America at the best sports bar in America right here at Chicken, Chickies and Pete's on 94 WIP. And the gun again is Malik Willis. Willis hands it off this time, and there's nothing there as Chestnut goes down. Whoa, good job by the rookie linebacker out of Georgia, the Kobe Dean, getting into Tennessee's backfield and spilling them for a loss. Yeah, tackle for loss number 17. Eagles rookie linebacker N'Kobe Dean on the play. Welcome back to Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Chickies and Beats Players Lounge. I'm Mike Reese, co-host Elliot Shore Parks. Eagles rookie linebacker is in the house, N'Kobe yes, Dean. Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, and it is customary, N'Kobe, that I do this uh, twice on Mondays when we win a game. Victory! <laughs> You might lose your voice this season. Well, listen, that, yeah. I know. And listen, you guys have won so many games this year. It's, it's easily the most victories I've done consecutively <laughs> like this in the last five years, man. It's unbelievable. But welcome to the show. Congratulations yeah. uh -huh. on the big win yesterday. Yeah. Hell, where do we start, man? Let's start with the – you know what? We're going to start – we're going to start with the defense, and then we'll work our way backwards, okay. right? Okay. All right, we'll start with defense. And, and, and yesterday, man, the theme – Going into that game was how do the Eagles slow down Derrick Henry? Right. I'm, I'm wondering, uh, you know, do you guys hear that type of talk and conversation about how physical Derrick Henry is and how the yeah. Eagles need to, to, to step up and, kinda, and step up to that challenge? Yeah, kind of the whole week we heard kind of how physical, how much of a physical team the Titans were, you know, right. how they, they had a physical brand of football and it was – it was, I won't say we felt disrespected, but we did. It's like, well, yeah, I feel, we feel like we're a physical team, too. That's right. So it's like we just, we just want, when we, when we went to go play, we just wanted to bring the physical, physicality to them. The one thing I noticed, right, you know, other than Brandon, because, <laughs> you know, listen, Brandon's a savvy vet. Yeah. He knows how to answer these questions uh -huh. when sort of um, talking about the opponent while also giving us a glimpse into him. You guys is locker room and what the mindset is. Right. So I remember late in the week, Brandon talking about I, he was kind of tired of being asked a question about, you know, going up against this defense. And he was like, yeah, I'm excited to see how we respond to. I'm excited yeah. to see us go out here and play. Was there was there ever a moment last week where I don't know, maybe the veterans address you guys, address the team? Was it any type of uh, any type of, let's say, conversation from the older guys to some of the younger guys about the type of football game you guys needed to get prepared for mentally did that happen or was it just something that was just it would you, you didn't need anybody to say anything yeah no nah, it wasn't it was no specific conversation that we had it was mm -hmm. like um we we said the same things every week we haven't played our complete a complete game as a team as a defense you know fletcher always says that and he can always remind us to get ready you know all the vets and uh, captains on the team always a, a remind us that we need to be ready uh, each and every week to produce so, yeah. Uh, I'm always interested uh, in hearing what Nick has to say to you guys because, mm -hmm. you know, Ike talked about the veteran players, and I know you guys were asked about it a lot from, from the media. 
But I did get the sense, like, the coaching staff also was ready to show, like, yeah, this team is pretty physical, too. What was Nick's message to you guys th- throughout the week and then I guess also in your last team meeting? Yeah, it was it was basically like everybody didn't hear it. We, he kind of tried not to talk about it until the last meeting. He, he felt like he couldn't hold it in. But he, <laughs> only, thing, only thing he heard all week was how physical the Titans were and how we were going to stop their physicality or uh, match up against it. Mm-hmm. So he kind of, you know, like I said, he kind of felt disrespected. Like, no, nah, we was a physical team. Yeah. And we were a physical team too. So it was like just basically getting us mentally prepared for that game, just knowing what we had to uh, go out and do and everybody doing their one eleven. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the, the week before, I, I think it was, he showed highlights of you guys in, in high school, right? He did, he did. Seems like Nick always has something, whether it's cop, you know, the, the hot dog yeah. eater or that guy's name is, right? Oh, w- yeah. w- was there anything this week that kind of stood out about his message, like maybe something different he did or anything like that? on For Saturday, I mean. The- uh, I wouldn't say that just kind of like just stuck out, stuck out. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it was um, – it was it was the message of being one uh, eleven. Everybody doing their job, you know, yeah. being hungry, you know, being hungry and being the most physical team, you know. And it, it wasn't much to be said, you know. Every, all the work and all the preparation had been done throughout the week to, yeah. uh, for us to be ready. So it was like we was ready to go. He and he could tell that. Spe- yeah. Speaking of the the, the preparation, uh, Derrick Henry. Obviously, the other thing besides the physicality was how are you guys going to stop Derrick Henry? Mm. What did you see on him throughout the week, and what was kind of your plan going into the game to, to stop him? Because you obviously did a great job of it. I think it was like 2.6 yeah. yards a carry. What did you guys see on film, and how did you execute it to make that yeah, happen? Well, first it was just controlling the line of scrimmage with the big guys up front. Of course, the, uh, the, the D-line wrecked the game, mm-hmm. of course, but it was controlling the line of scrimmage and uh, basically not letting him get going. You know, we uh we worked a little some tackling drills and in practice as a linebacker group getting down stiff on and everything. Everybody know about everything. Damn <laughs> stiff on. Yeah, well, I'm so happy on. nobody ended up on a highlight too, yeah. boy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we, we 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 definitely uh took note of that and worked on that, getting that down. So I feel we uh, we did a decent job balling them up. Yeah. I speaking. I was thinking it. I had a, um, a highlight flash in my head. Najee Harris yesterday. Oh, I oh, see he that. slammed somebody to the ground. <laughs> I it wasn't even a stiff, stiff arm, arm as yeah. much as just he literally, like, <laughs> threw him to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and we know Derrick Henry has the ability to do that yeah. to guys as well. Um, the defense man was all over the field. Nakobe, mm-hmm. um, six sacks. Surprisingly, we didn't get any turnovers yesterday. It, I think it was mm-hmm. the first game yeah. where they didn't get any. Oh, you guys dang. didn't get any turnovers yesterday. And when I heard that, I was like, hold on, we didn't get a turnover today? It, it just it just seemed like a fumble would have happened or something. Yeah. Just assume it happened. Yes. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we I think we did cause a fumble. They didn't we didn't recover. Right, yeah. they didn't recover, yeah. yeah. So I mean you guys are very opportunistic. Ryan Tannehill had very little time when they had to, when they did have to throw the ball. Right, right. And I'm pretty sure the game plan was win on first and second down mm-hmm. so you earn the right to rush, rush that passer yeah, yeah they love that on third down man yeah. and got out to ryan Tannehill exactly. all day yesterday yeah, yeah they, they did they uh that's something that bg love to say you know uh in the front they they got to earn the right to rush you know and i felt like yesterday was like an epitome of it you know they definitely yeah. earned the right to rush so you got a chance to get i believe it was your most extensive action yeah uh this season kaiser uh went down and hopefully he's going to be okay. Yeah, he should. But I got to be honest with you, 
uh, especially considering where the score was at, it, it makes us worry a little bit less about players. You kind of want to get some guys out of there so they can mm-hmm. stay healthy. But a lot of us were excited to get a chance oh, yeah. to see you go out there and play, man. So, so what was that like for you? You go out there, not only do you play, you wind up tying the team lead for yeah. tackles, uh, six total tackles, five solos, and one tackle for loss. What was that like for you out there yesterday? Uh, it was just, just felt good to get back out there on defense, you know, get back out there. You know, uh, the whole season I've been staying ready for when I had to get ready. So yeah. uh, just making sure I, I, I stay locked into the game and ready to go any, any chance they uh, call my number to get in. So it was, I mean, it was something that I've been ready for. What really stood out to me uh, in the snaps you played yesterday was you were so confident in what you saw. Like, the one tackle you got, you just went through the line, right? The other one along the sideline, you were right there. How much do you think your time throughout the season, like, prepared you for this moment Mm -hmm. in terms of knowing what you're looking at and trusting your instincts of what you saw? Yeah, I I actually looked at the film, and I thought I was a little slower. (laughs) I definitely definitely felt like it was plays that I could have been a step faster or I was – a little step, even though I didn't get that many snaps, but it was still mm-hmm. like, dang, I know I could have been. But I feel like this just took time tonight. So I remember first going out there, it was like, because I hadn't, it hadn't been time where TJ or um, Kaiser went down. So right. it was like, I went out there, it was like, oh, okay, no, nah, okay, what's the call? I got it, <laughs> I got it. let's go. Yeah. So it was like, I had to take this second to uh, regroup my thoughts because it kind of was like I was uh, locked in on special team, definitely after like, the type of week we had the week prior. Mm-hmm. There was one play uh, I saw a replay of today where um, I think you were kind of blocked, but Derrick Henry gets through. You get your arm out on Derrick and manage to bring him down. What what, what was like tackling like him like when you were out there? Well, I had to just feel the A-gap. Just, just yeah. had to feel the A-gap. Well, I kind of got, like I said, this was one of the plays I looked at, and I was like maybe I was too thick on the center. I could have just been more in more my gap. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he ca- caused the whole pill to me, and I just got him down. That mm-hmm. was, was that. I tell you, I've, I've, I've heard um, nothing but good things about you, your studying habits, um, the way you approach this season for a young player. I know guys are impressed, some of the uh, vets impressed at how you've already seen to figure out a, a regimen that you like. And yep. you get there 6 in the morning, five, whatever it is, early right. in the morning, mm-hmm. even though you're not out there necessarily playing. You're, you're, you, you just mentioned it. You've already been preparing for this, right? So yeah. you you certainly what like where do you get that mindset from that yeah. you don't you don't allow the fact that you're not out there playing as much as you would like to be, right. and it could get frustrating and that you still yeah. prepare as yeah. if you're going to be the starter well, every week. Yeah, well, in my mind, yeah, I don't I never feel sorry for myself not when uh, not being the starter and everything. So it was like. I felt like every week I wanted to uh, prepare for that starting position because anything can happen. You know, K. White went down. Uh, he, he should be good, but, you know, anything can happen sure. where, I could, where I could be starting for the rest of the season. So it's like I, I didn't want to get in a position where I had to start for the rest of the season. Now I got to think of a new regimen of plan. So I never looked at myself as like a backup, just a, a glorified backup, mm-hmm. so to speak. Sure. So always ready to go. You know, it's funny listening to you talk. It, it reminds me, in a way, uh, of Jalen in that, like, whenever you guys play well, we'll ask you questions like, oh, man, you played great, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, I thought I was a step slow. Or, like, yeah. Jalen will be like, oh, I left money on the table. When, when you watch the film of you today, you touched on it a little bit. But I'm just curious what, what you saw now that this is your kind of, you know, first extended action in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think you 
we're, we're good at ideally, but I'm sure you'll say what you could have improved on. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I definitely could have been a step uh, faster. Could have had better eyes on some plays. Um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. What else I could have? I could have done a lot. I would just literally, I would, before I came up here, I'm on the couch looking at the film. And I'm, it's only, well, I only played like 15 snaps. So I was, I could look at them over and yeah. over and over and dissect. Uh, one play on the sideline where I was making tackle, I could have uh, kept my feet and drove, could have had better pad level on it, um, could have started my eyes off in the right spot better. So it's like little things like that. Some, you know, a, a lot of it was just like, like I say, I mean, I'm not starting, so you don't get them reps in practice, but sure. you know what you know what to do, but you just haven't done it. Right. It was like that, but it was like, all right, I still got to get going. So it was little things like that I felt like I could have been more sharp at. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back with Eagles rookie linebacker, N'Kobe Dean. You mentioned the special teams. That was a topic of discussion for everybody in this city last week, including (laughs) myself. So I can't wait to get into a little bit of that with you Mm -hmm. because I was proud of the way you guys came out and played yesterday, man. As an old special teamer, that made me proud to see the way you guys played. So can't wait to get your thoughts on that as well as uh, upcoming game. You got Giants. Yep. Got, now, now's the coming down the home stretch right. here and trying to tighten some things up. So, Elliott Shore Parks, Eagles rookie linebacker, Nicole Dean. We're here at Chickies and Pizza in South Philly. Mm-hmm. It's the Players' Lounge. Uh, we'll be right back here on 94 WIP. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the Chickies and Pizza Players' Lounge. We're at Chickies and Pizza in South Philly. Come on, make some noise in here. Wake up up in here. It's on a Monday night. We got 11 and 1 team. Come on, man. Y'all to be like y'all don't have everybody in here doing Eagles chants every five minutes. They're getting yes. too used to the winning, man. Yes. too used to it. We got 11 and one team, man, and everybody's excited about this team, uh, Nicobe. And I tell you, when you have a team that's 11 and one in a city like Philadelphia, yeah, we're going to have to find things to sort of nitpick at, right? So, so. Yeah. And it's not to say it wasn't warranted, but sometimes we can 
make a mountain out of a molehill, if you mm. ever heard that expression. Yeah. So, last week's topic was special teams, mm-hmm. right? Coming off of the Green Bay game, some kickoff returns. They really put the defense in a tough position. I think uh, Nick addressed that mm-hmm. uh, throughout the week. And so, I'm wondering, from, from your standpoint, what was it like – as you're one of the core guys there, yeah. um, what was the message to you guys this week that I guess it seemingly got to you, got through to you guys? Yeah. And, and yesterday, like I said, I thought I thought it was the best overall performance. Yeah, it wasn't. Yesterday. I'll be honest, it wasn't much the coaches had to do. You know, we kind of knew that it was like everybody. There was not even just the city, but you know, everybody was kind of pointing fingers at the special teams. It was like uh, guys like uh, Sean Bradley. You know him being like a core, a core teamer guy. He took a real offense to that. So coaches really didn't have to say much. He kind of called all of us up after practice and basically like gave it to us the real way. You know uh, he he even had some say so to uh, how the um, the personnel will look on the on the team. So we got that changed up. We got guys out there who wanted to run down and who um, and who just who just wanted to play. You know we, he brought a lot of energy and passion to the group. So. Uh, big ups to Sean for basically being that leader, the leader of their special team group. I'm happy to hear that, man. Real quick, Elliot. I'm happy to hear that because Sean was one of the guys that that I had called out by name last mm-hmm. week, right? Um, and I said, first of all, I, I expect our linebackers yeah. to be our best special teams guys. Yeah. You got size, you got speed, you got toughness, you, got, you, you naturally play or you should naturally play with a violent disposition that, that's needed. For special teams and usually those guys are the heartbeat of that unit yeah. that that unit is going to go as the linebackers on that unit go and i know sean deservingly could have been a pro bowler last year mm-hmm. on special teams that's how Definitely. well that's how well he played so hearing that from you that he took that leadership role right. yeah. and, and addressed the team that's sort of what I was pleading for last year. I mean, last week. Right. I was like, you know what, man? It should be a, a, a leader on that unit that steps up, and they should have pride and address the special teams unit. It shouldn't have to come from the coaches or what have you. And it seems like that happened. Yeah, exactly. it, it seems like exactly. that happened. It wasn't. I mean, the coaches, they didn't come to us and tell us that we had to pick it up. We knew. Right. We knew it came. It came. Uh, specifically from Dot himself, we call him S Dot. Yeah, S so, Dot. Yeah. yeah. So it came for, uh, specifically from him himself, and he he stepped up and had a big game on teams having three tackles. So I, I want to ask you, right? We know how great of a college player you were. Mm-hmm. And I know you told us you played some special teams, but yeah. not a lot in college. Yeah. Uh, and I and I was sort of the same way. I almost had to learn how to play special teams my rookie year. Um, how how's that been for you? out there being out there understanding angles right being able to read a return get across a guy's face all that type of stuff right. how's that been for you this year yeah it's been uh it's, it's learning the, the little techniques everybody kind of know the big things crossing phase the mm-hmm. angles the leverage i knew all them things it was like the little savvy vet things that you knew going into being like a uh linebacker yeah you know doing little things like that and it's like i didn't know it was savvy vet things you could do on special teams that set you apart also sure so it was just kind of me going into the season kind of starting to learn them things that, that's kind of been the, uh, the biggest thing for me sean bradley uh first of all temple guy so very yep, proud of him but, but, <laughs> but also i don't get a chance to say that much so i got you know, but but no sean bradley i think has one of the like more 
I don't want to say like eccentric, but whenever I see him, he is smiling energy. or laughing, energy, energy making yeah. jokes, right? I'm wondering what, what's he like when it gets serious? Because I know sometimes with teammates, and you know, Brandon could be a good example. Brandon's right. always smiling. But I think sometimes when those guys get serious, it almost stands out more. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what's it like when he steps up and says to the team, like, look, I'm going to be a leader here and we have to be better? Yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, I mean, you – we see him in all different types of emotions, not always smiling. Okay. Right. Definitely him being in my, <laughs> definitely him being in my room all the time. So we see him when he's down and he, everybody make mistakes and everything. So it was like him being able to step up, um, just show the, the type of leaders we got on this team. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people that you might not think is a leader to be able to talk to and step up to a group, uh, our leaders, and they making that uh, they making impact uh, that we probably just don't talk about. Like nobody talks about Sean. But who are some of those guys? I mean, Sean. I mean, yeah, like Sean. Uh, I mean, the whole as far as press team unit, Sean. Um, Zach even said something. Zach got us together. Yep. Zach, Zach uh, yep. Pascal, both of, both of the Zachs. Yeah. 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 Um, of course, I mean, I, I don't feel like TJ K White don't get enough. Uh, I feel like they don't nobody talks about. I don't really listen to the media either. either sure. But, yeah. But uh, I don't feel like a lot of people talk about K White. He steps up in speech. Uh, highs. Everybody. So yeah. it's like it's not like one person that's specifically just uh, right honing in on everything. But it's like a it's a group of leaders. Yeah, and it's never good when it's just this, the message keeps coming from one guy. It's always mm-hmm. you know because that guy also needs some another leader to take some of the right, burden right, and, right. and step up. Because listen, and and Nicobe knows this because I'm sure you were a leader in college mm-hmm. and you're a natural leader. You know, sometimes you got to deliver a message, and everybody is not going to be fun to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's yeah. just a part of it. Exactly. Yeah. And you got to be comfortable as a leader doing that. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it, it's all about hearing the message, not the tone. You know, and right. it's all about getting, you know, getting out of yourself, like um, getting over yourself. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like um, somebody tell you something. Like, yeah, they probably they're not telling you that Alice bite. Yeah. They tell you that. Because they want to see you get better. They want to see this whole team get better as a whole. And I tell you, leadership is effective when you're leading by example. Exactly. So you can do all the yelling you want to, but you yeah. had better be doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're looking at you. Yes, they're, looking they're watching at you. you. Definitely. Um, you talked about how the players stepped up. And like Ike said, I think that's huge. But Michael Clay, what mm. was he like this week? Because he is also somebody that him specifically came under a lot of criticism this yeah. week, right? Yeah. And he's a young coach, right? He's not right. been doing this for a long time. What were the meeting rooms like with him this week for special teams? And just what did you see from him this week in terms of navigating the, the pressure the unit was under? Yeah, he uh, he basically honed us all in on uh, the fundamentals and telling everybody their job and what they're supposed to do. And uh, – like me, Dot, you know Zach, we mm-hmm. all kind of we respect Clay uh, a lot, and he and he take a lot of fire for us mm-hmm. in in the coaches' room, uh, in the coaches' meeting, right. uh, and from the media, uh, he taking all the fire for us, and he going he he'll defend us. Mm-hmm. So it was like, and we knew that, and we knew it was like, all right, we got we we out there, we playing for him, we got to step up for him too, um, because he he believe in us, he he believe in the, what we can do as a group. And you know, just just knowing that it was like it kind of made everybody like, all right, we gotta step up and we gotta not only step up this game, but 
for the rest of for our career. For the rest careers. of the year, yeah, yeah. And your careers, yeah. Definitely. Uh, yep. uh, I noticed for the post-victory uh, locker room speech, Nick shouted you guys out specifically, mm-hmm. the, the special teams unit. I believe he actually shouted you out uh, as well. Mm-hmm. He seemed very proud of you guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Was he any more involved this week in terms of the preparation, the meeting room, speaking to you guys? Like, what did he do to kind of support you guys throughout well, this? Well, I, I might have seen him in the back of a uh, special team meeting, too, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in the defensive Ooh, meeting. So, yeah, I seen him in there. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you, boy, when the head coach comes sitting in the meeting room, yeah, everybody perks up then. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I've, I've had those moments. Andy didn't do that very often, but, yeah, the head coach sitting in there, everybody noticed that, especially yeah. if he's coming in the special team. Definitely, bro. definitely. Yeah, everybody notices that. Um, well, listen, bro, I, I, I thought you guys came out and helped set the tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me a little bit about um, uh, Christian Ellis. Yeah. And his, that, that first tackle mm-hmm. on that Blew punt coverage. Like, I literally, and Elliot, I don't even know if you heard me, Elliot. Oh, I heard. I think the whole press box heard you, yeah. (laughs) Yes. I was in the press box when he made that tackle. Oh, man, that that got me excited. That got me excited because it was the first opportunity to go down there and actually do something. Mm -hmm. And I thought he brought an energy to the group that the rest of you guys can feed off of as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Then one of the things, you know, that was like, man, we need to get some more. As you as you said, we need to get some there. more dogs, more linebackers out there. <laughs> yes, sir. They're running down on his team. So it was like him having him there and having uh, basically doing he been doing that practice. You know, he's been on. Uh, so that's how he's been he, in yeah, practice. Yeah, he's been a P-Squad guy, but he uh, he give 100% speed and everything. So him being going out there and making plays, everybody was happy to see him uh, go out there and make, and make those plays. We had a guy on our team, Elliot, back then named Jason Short. Called him full throttle. Mm. Now, this dude used to be in practice, Nicobe. I mean, just wrecking the, the, the special teams practice. He had no chill. He was 100 miles per hour every time. I mean, he literally thought practice was games. Yes. I was say, you guys are probably drilling yes. in practice. Back then, yeah. too, you guys are probably oh, yeah. really like uh, – And he's on the practice squad, so he's trying to get noticed, right? He's yeah. trying to get up, so you know he's hungry. Mm-hmm. And that's how he earned the nickname Full Throttle because – that's the only speed that he knew. Yeah. And, dude, I'm talking about – I remember telling Harbaugh, like, dude, we got to get this dude up on special teams. <laughs> First of all, I'm tired of practicing against him because <laughs> he's out here going like it's damn game day right. on, on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah. He's 100 miles per hour. But he was hungry. He was an undrafted player. He was just trying to make sure he stayed on the roster. Yeah. And I know John had already told him, the way you're going to at least stay on this roster and on the practice squad, you better go out here and practice every day yeah. like it's your last. And yeah. I, I'm assuming that was Christian oh, yeah. Ellis, his mindset yeah. in, in practice. Definitely, definitely. He take everything serious. It's like I feel like our, our whole uh, group of backers do. You know, uh, even the, the two guys we had on P-Squad, uh, him and DT. P-Squad, practice squad. Practice oh, no, yeah. okay. I didn't know if you knew that. <laughs> I was never on it, but I know of it, yeah. Um, you know, Ike started this kind of joking about how on an 11-1 team, sometimes uh, figuring out what you guys are struggling with can feel like nitpicking. But the other part of that is, do you feel like maybe this was a good lesson or a wake-up call, for lack of a better term, for you guys? Because even though the special team struggled, you got the win against the Packers. Do you feel like this was was a good week for you to kind of keep momentum moving forward to have this wake up call on that? Yeah, year? it was it was more so like we knew we could do it. We just gotta go do it. Yeah, we got we we gotta like 
not care what nobody uh, says and just bring that energy and passion and um, to to the special teams. Every snap, every snap we get, if it's special teams, if it's between, if it's on defense, if it's on offense, uh, Clay just preached bringing that energy and passion. I feel like we kind of uh, that was that kind of lapse on when we played the Packers. We didn't have that energy or that passion going out, and I feel like that was literally the only thing that uh, kind of that kind of made it go down. So you, and sometimes, listen, sometimes you got to have a guy, Elliot, that if he, if he recognizes, because that's how I used to be. If I recognize that, okay, we may need a little energy or what have mm-hmm. you, so we get in the huddle before we go out on the kickoff or what have you to start the game, you're going to get in there and give a little fired-up speech. You might headbutt a couple of guys, and then we're going to break it down. One, two, three, hit squad, and let's go meet at the ball. Like, yeah. let's go meet at that football. Uh-huh. Meet me. I'm going down here to get this tackle. Definitely. Meet me down there. Yeah, headhunter. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's and sometimes you need to – that's how you make the special teams unit fun. Mm-hmm. So you got to have that core group that, like N'Kobe was saying, you got to take pride in it and have that desire and realize, you know what, this we can be a difference maker as a unit as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like – Sometimes special teams get looked at as an afterthought. Yeah. Um, but it can really be a game changer or a difference maker. 100%. If you make 100%. it that way. Well, I, I mean, I was going to say, like, there's probably not two better people to ask this because Ike was on a team. You guys got to, I think, 10-1 and one in 2004, right? We got to 11-1. 11-1, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you've yeah. both been 11-1, both core special teams players. Ike just touched on it, but really to both you guys. We actually got to 13-1, Elliot. Okay, oh, yeah, so yeah. you got, yeah. Just, I mean, got to the Super Bowl, too. Out there. Got to the yeah. Super Bowl, too. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I we, think we lost. Could be where you, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that part up. But, no, I was just curious, and you touched on it a bit, Ike, but, like, how hard is it to keep the motivation up when you're 11 and one on the little details, not that special teams are a little detail, but but those things like but you guys were that you guys were on both teams yeah. where it felt like maybe you're almost just waiting for the playoffs or right. waiting for the Super Bowl. Like, how'd you guys do that? For me personally, I don't feel like it's hard at all because just like just like we we beat the uh, Packers and we had a lot of heat coming on us as a special teams unit. That was like that was like yeah, we gotta step it up 100. Mm-hmm. percent So just like we like you say we in the, we in the city like Philly, we gonna nitpick everything. I feel right. like even yeah. though even yeah. though y'all nitpick everything, we nitpick every, we mm-hmm. nitpick ourselves the most. So right. every little thing that uh, we could have done better, I know when I and we, when we go in on Wednesday, we are gonna be emphasizing. Okay, we could have did this better also. And uh, what what where's the other team gonna use to try to exploit what we didn't do as well the game before? So it's like little things like that. We always self scouting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, I never nitpick, so don't worry. That's yeah. <laughs> That's all Ike. Yeah. Well, listen, you got the Giants coming up next. We're on to the mm-hmm. next one. The first time you guys get a chance to face the New York Giants. Have you had an opportunity? You probably haven't had an opportunity to look at anything on them yet. Uh, you yeah. break down any film you, on them? You peek at it. You know, okay. Really just break sure. It down. Yeah. yeah. See, that's that's what I'm saying. He's that, that, he going to get in there and get a little sneak peek <laughs> just in case. Well, it won't be as much throwing going on mm. in the running game that the Giants use. Obviously, Saquon yeah. uh, is back. He's healthy. Yep. He looks good. But Daniel Jones, even as a as a running yeah. back, the quarterback. Yeah, he's been moving. Yeah, he's hurt the Eagles the last two years in the running game yeah. as well. And I think he had 75 yards yesterday running the ball. Yeah, well, he had that I one play against it. the Eagles where he ran like 70 yards and fell at and the fell three. Out. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was on I've Monday Night it. Football, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. That'll probably make yeah. the, the, the film this week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, excited about getting the chance yep. to go up to New York and face the New York Giants? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I am, 100%. Yeah. Uh, you know, a divisional opponent. Uh, it's going uh, to be a nasty game. I love it. It's yeah. going to be cold. 
It's yeah. the ball gonna hit. Uh, we're gonna beat the the ground on the ground game. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be gonna be a nice physical game. Well, the other part of it, too, is, I mean, it's an important game. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I mean, divisional aside, but yeah. that is the crazy thing to me. You guys are 11-1, and one, and you've got the Cowboys right on you. The mm-hmm. Giants are trailing a little, but, like, they're right there. It is crazy how competitive, and you're probably used to it from playing in the SEC, but, yeah. like, the NFC East, you know, sorry, my bad. Yeah, he's, <laughs> can't accept it. But, yeah, the, the SEC, like, you're used to playing in competitive divisions. And that has to be a motivating factor, too, to make sure you get up each week. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, knowing that they that they in the same division as and everybody playing well, yeah, definitely. So I didn't really um, prior to the season start. I didn't really know what people thought of what our division would be. Right. But oh yeah, everybody I, normally looks down. I was gonna yeah. say, trust that's me, that's kind of what, yeah. what I heard when, right. I, uh, when, they, when I started. Now we they was like we come trying to be one of the best divisions yeah. in the league. It's like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like we need to. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. we won the best, and we need to be. Well, yeah. I really just focus on the Eagles. The Eagles. I was gonna say, I mean, it's good you're glad they could start losing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. good to have pride, but you know, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe they could drop a few so we're yeah. in Philly come exactly. up playoff time. Exactly. Well, listen, man, um, we're gonna get you out of here so you can get back to studying. I mean, listen, you may be playing a little bit more come Sunday anyway. We don't know what Kaiser's situation is gonna be like. I guess mm-hmm. we'll find out about that. Later on in the week, I will tell you, I think a lot of people were excited to see you out there playing yesterday, and we wish you nothing but more success moving down the field, yes, brother. Sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, we're going to get out of here. Thank everybody down here at Chickies and Peace tonight for coming. We got Breitmeyer, Taz. We got uh, Buzz, Dan Wilson, and we got Tucker Bagley back at the studio for Elliott Shore Parks. We got Monday Night Football coming up next right here on 94 WIP. Ike Reese, we out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.